1: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome to Kogel Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing. I'm film critic Gary Kogel, and today Tom Cruise is running frantically to save his life and the lives of others in his new action sequel, Mission Impossible Fallout. One hint, It's a lot better than you think. And when you fly on the airlines, do you watch movies? Well, we do, especially lately. So we'll spend some time talking about watching movies we didn't see in theaters, but watched while in the air.
2: And I'm wine expert Haley Hamilton Cogill. So for this week's Mission Impossible pairing, we'll toast with a wine that's often an impossible mission to create. One of the finest wines in the world, hailing from the country that most of the film takes place in, the fabulous French sticky Sauternes. And a friend of ours who also watches a lot of films on planes also just happens to make some stellar wines. So we will toast a few of our recent air viewings with some of his wines from Paso Robles, the lovely epic wines from Bill and Liz Armstrong. And Gary and I are headed back to the mainland for a quick trip in August to Dallas to host our Dallas Uncorked Harvest Dinner on August 19th with Amici Sellers at Saloon. Amici is Italian for friend. So for all of our listening friends, we would love to have you join us for this very special evening benefiting the stew pot of Dallas. We'll have more details on that later in the show. But first, Gary, let's talk about Mission Impossible.
1: Okay. And before we talk about this movie, which I really, really liked a lot, I was yes. geeked out to see it. Uh, we have a special guest. Our dog Yoda <laughs> is sitting on your lap.
2: Yoda is with us.
1: While the wind is blowing 30 miles an hour outside, outside. <laughs> and there's all kinds of stuff going on and it's it's fantastic because if we're going to be a family and talk about wine and film, we have to include the entire family.
2: Well, and if anyone does follow my Instagram feed, you saw the photo of Yoda sitting in my suitcase and he basically is telling us he doesn't ever want us to go away again. So he's with us today. We're happy to have a special guest.
1: And we have a dog named Yoda.
2: Yeah, <laughs> a dog named Yoda. Okay,
1: Mission Impossible Fallout. It's a budget of around $178 million. Just shy of 200 It's yeah, a huge Huge. The credits go on for about 25 minutes. Uh, It made $61 million opening weekend just in America. It's $155 million in three days, just worldwide opening weekend. So it's going to get its money back really fast and and be just fine. Uh, It's the second largest Tom Cruise opening weekend behind War of the Worlds, which was a Spielberg film. That opened, I, I think, at sixty-five million. So you've got Tom Cruise and Ving Rhames, whom I love.
2: Yes.
1: Who unfortunately had a bad incident in his home recently, which is just really
2: insanity. Re-
1: insanity. Uh, Simon Pegg, from Hot Stuff, and 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 I, I love Simon Pegg, uh. the British actor. Alec Baldwin is really good in this film. He is film. very good. And the more. You see him on Saturday Night Live or in the news because sometimes he's kind of ridiculous. Kind of going crazy. Um, he's a really good actor, mm-hmm. and he's and he reflects that in this. Rebecca Ferguson. Who Mich- I like very much. Yeah, and Michelle Monaghan. It's very good. Angela Bassett has a little role. And Henry Cavill. Superman
2: is in it. Superman. <laughs> Superman's a bad guy. Yeah.
1: It's written and directed by Christopher McQuarrie, who did Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation, which I thought was a good film. Jack Reacher. Uh, but he also wrote screenplays for... The Mummy with Tom Cruise, which was not a good film at all. <laughs> but he wrote The Usual Suspects.
2: Which is great. Back
1: in 1995. And he wrote Edge of Tomorrow, the Tom Cruise, Bill Paxton film, and Emily Blunt, which I like. And this one is produced by J.J. J. Abrams and Tom Cruise. Uh, it's J.J. J. Mission-
2: Abrams makes good films. I like
1: everything J.J. J. Abrams does. You
2: can kind of count on him. Well, huh?
1: he turned around He turned around all kinds of things, all including Star, Star, Trek, Star Wars exactly. and Star Trek. And he's that guy that goes in and makes things right because he loves movies. Uh, This is a mission gone wrong. It's a race against time to save lives, to save the world. It's in Paris, it's in London, it's on rooftops, it's underwater, it's on boats. It's on helicopters. It's
2: so unrealistic, but it's so It fun. makes no sense whatsoever.
1: <laughs> you know, I think I like this more than you, and here's why I like this film. I, I have not liked anything Tom Cruise has yeah. done very much lately. And, uh, you know, he's been in some great films, and he was the setup guy. You know, he's the guy in Rain Man. He's mm-hmm. the guy in The Color of Money. He's born on the 4th of July. These are great. These are not good films, but great, great films. films. Sure. And this isn't in that league. But as an action film, it delivers over-the-top and it's just a blast to watch. And he, Tom Cruise keeps looking into the, into the other character's eyes and saying, I've got it. I've, I'll take care of it. And you go, there's no way you're going to get out of this alive. And he goes, I've got it. And you have to take that, um, not with a grain of salt, but as truth in this movie, he does have it. You know, they're, they're not going to kill Tom Cruise in a Mission Impossible. <laughs> I'm not giving anything away. And I, I kind of really liked it. I thought the action scenes are good. This is a good director. And he's kind of found his, his niche. Yeah. And everything about it works. Also, it reminded me of uh, a TV show we love, which is uh, where they travel around the world. Uh,
2: Amazing Race.
1: Amazing Race meets Jason Bourne meets James Bond. They do extraordinary things. Yeah. They have lots of fights and chases.
2: And, then it's, <laughs> and you can kind of see the world, but Paris flies by you very fast. And it's a travelogue <laughs> because Paris
1: is beautiful. Yes. And, and I mean, they shot in Norway. They shot in New Zealand. You know, they shot in east parts of Eastern Europe and I, in, in uh, London. London. Mm-hmm. And, and it just is kind of breathtaking. And they figure out weird, very high angles at the tops of buildings. Or dangling from helicopters. I think Cruz broke his leg or damaged his leg on one of the stunts. So um, I, I liked it. I think I think this one delivers. It's way in the high 90s on Rotten Tomatoes. I, I don't People care. People like these films. I don't yeah, care that fine. much about Rotten Tomatoes, but I care about Paris and London and all this. And he has a scene where he sprints all through London. Is it on the rooftops of London? Now in Paris. Is it in Paris? Yeah. And I don't know how he got on the rooftops or how, but he runs a full sprint for about 10, Ten minutes. minutes. It's like, <laughs> And there's no way humanly possible you can do that. any sprinter in the in, world In a that.
2: leather jacket. That's the other side. How does he keep this jacket on the whole time? And he gets the tar
1: beaten out of him. He just gets the daylight beaten out of him. And he stands up again. And he's got a black suit and a white shirt on it yeah. looks good. So, yeah.
2: So okay. p-
1: pair that, young lady. So,
2: well, I just thought, you know, you can easily pair this film really with any wine i think from france because so much of it does kind of have 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 paris as it is french heavy as a yeah. as a base which we love cuz we were just there and so you know you could certainly do a great bordeaux red you could do anything really from loire valley cuz it's right next to paris just 12 kilometers away um but i wanted to kind of do a wine that that is often kind of a miracle that it could actually be produced is it a
1: mission impossible to make this wine? it's an
2: impossible mission quite often wow so and that's that's sauterne which is basically the french sticky made from uh simeon and sauvignon blanc produced basically when botrytis affects the the grapes and creates this kind of noble rot so basically when you leave fruit on vines and the conditions are perfect so the you you leave ripe fruit on vines so basically ripe fruit is going past being ripe and a almost a, raisiny a kind of this noble rot does yeah. come through and it's basically because of, of perfect conditions which yeah. kind of create a mildew or a a a you know, kind of a, a, a mold. Yeah. It's mold. It's mold on these grapes. And what that actually and, and I had what it actually does is it does kind of raise in the grapes. It basically takes the moisture out so the juice that's left is highly, highly concentrated. It's it makes the grapes look terrible. I, I had a chance to visit Sauternes several years ago and and to see see the botryotized grapes is fascinating. And And they love it. I'll put some photos on our, um, on our website blog when we do uh, the kind of rundown from the film, because it's, it's fascinating to see those grapes. It's, it's, it's like the, a black, Kind of powdery mildew on the grapes, but it, the juice then that's left inside it's just it's like honey it's yeah. it's it's so concentrated it 's so sweet it 's this super you know sticky honey and and, it's, it's and a, white flour it, and and but also kind of spicy with ginger and and uh, you know kind of bringing in it's there's still acidity there's still freshness but also this really golden rich intoxicating elixir that makes so many people insane. You know, Chateau de Quim is probably the most famous sauterne, and that can be anywhere, you know, depending upon the vintage, $200 for a $375 and bottle to, you know, upwards of, of thousands of dollars if you get into some of the older vintages. But you can also find some that are are as completely affordable, you know, maybe a, a 25 to $50 bottle. Um, again, and kind of the smaller three hundred and seventy-five. And it's an ender,
1: not a starter, right?
2: It's a sticky, and so if you so do, it's a dessert, it's a dessert wine, right. and so if you're Is that going what sticky to, means. But you could also pair it with foie gras. You could also pair oh, it yes. with um, with something that's savory, because then you bring in. Uh, the you could pair it with a with a cheese with a soft cheese truffles because no, no you don't want to do that because yeah. it's you know you want to no. they, they no. contradict each other too much yeah. but you want it would it would accentuate something that is savory like a foie and something that is fatty because you need that richness to kind of pair with it but also has the tropical fruit and the quince and the and the pineapple kind of notes that will um, add a layer of of kind of freshness with all that kind of sweet, golden richness. And they can
1: be pricey. I mean, I love drinking Saturns, yeah, and usually it's usually it's near the end of a meal for me. Right, right. But yes, it's classically paired with fall,
2: Right. And yeah. if you are going to pair it with a dessert, that's also a difficult pairing because you don't want to pair it with chocolate. It would have to be more like a fruit-based yeah. or a, a, yeah. like a, a tart of some sort, a lemon or a fruit tart of some sort instead of chocolate because it would just kind of wipe out the whole the whole pairing, but very, very special, special wine that, that really, if the conditions are, are right. And, you know, as, as climate change takes, takes fold, there are, and, and honestly, as palate changes, uh, as palates change, there are a lot of, of classic sauternes wine that producers that aren't actually making Making sauternes as a sticky, they're instead just doing a traditional kind of still wine from the semillon or from the sauvignon blanc. That was like kind of interesting revelation, or, or to to see some of of. Of what's going on in Saturn. Who knew that
1: mold would be so yummy?
2: Well, and and so perfectly paired with Mission Impossible.
1: I know. I, I like the film and we love yeah. a Saturn. <laughs> and in some ways, I like I love the film too. So when we come back on Cogil One and Film A Perfect Pairing, an honest discussion about watching movies on the airlines, which usually means movies that we missed the first time around in local theaters, or something that we just heard about and have to catch up on. And of course some excellent Epic wines to go with those films, and we will be right back.
2: Gary, you know how much we love sharing our wine discoveries with you, our listeners. We found that often the best wines come from winemakers with passion, as the story behind the wine in the vineyard is often as special as the juice in the bottle. But... Sometimes these premium quality small case production wines are simply impossible to find.
1: And that's exactly why we want you to know about Wine Access. They make it so easy to find these delicious, and I like the term, handcrafted wines that we know you're going to love.
2: Exactly, like the wines of Julian Fayard. You remember we did our Dallas and Cork dinner with Julian a few years ago. He makes the beautiful Azure Rosé that sends us over the moon, his Covert Cab, really, really beautiful wines they have available that you really can't can't find elsewhere. And they also have that incredible bottle of Chateau de Kemp that I just paired with Mission Impossible. So
1: Wine Access is a team of wine experts. They're kind of Mission Impossible, who <laughs> taste thousands of bottles every year, just like Haley. From well-known wineries to small hidden gems, and they're from all over the world. And through a carefully curated process, Wine Access hand-selects the very best to offer us, wines that over-deliver in value, tasting as though they cost twice as much.
2: Isn't that really what we want to find? We talk about this all wanna, the time. We want to... We want a $30 bottle that tastes like a $300 bottle. Thank you very much. And so when their team actually selects each and every one of these wines – and they include them on their site, they actually include the story of each wine, which is something I love. Like I said, the story makes the wine. And so to include the story of the wine and the winemaker, and to know that all of these are such premium quality, I think that that's just something so special and unique that Wine Access gives.
1: And we are so excited about this company and their mission that we want you to try Wine Access too. So we've arranged an exclusive limited time offer. You're gonna get 20% off these great wines that already over deliver on price. You can order as many bottles as you like, but to take advantage of this offer, you must go now to our special URL. Here it is, WineAccess.com slash Cogill.
2: Just check them out. We really do think you're going to be as impressed with their selections as we are.
1: And this offer won't last, so order now to get this fantastic 20% off deal. It makes me smile. For full details, you go to my special URL, WineAccess.com slash Cogill, C-O-G-I-L-L. Just go right now, wineaccess.com slash Cogill, C-O-G-I-L-L. Welcome back to Cogill Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing. So when you travel on the airlines, do you watch older classic movies or do you try to catch up on the films you might have missed in theaters? Since we've been both traveling a lot lately, here are some films that we decided to watch while flying, and I want to ask you this question too: Do you watch classic films most of the time or new films?
2: There are there are two films that pretty much on every. I have two films on my iPad that I usually watch yeah. when I um, am traveling abroad because I know that. I can watch them in a hotel room as I as I fall asleep, and it will make me so happy every single time. But I'll get to those in a second. But um, but I kind of watch whatever we missed the first time around. So
1: there's a whole bunch of bad films on the airlines, and then but they have a lot of good classic films on the airlines too. But people have been calling me and emailing me saying, "Have you seen Blockers?" (laughs) And I went, "No, Blockers is a movie that looked really stupid. I don't want
2: to watch that." So 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 glad we watched. (laughs) So it's eighty three percent on
1: Rotten Tomatoes. Once again, I say bad things about Rotten Tomatoes but I'm going to also say that 83% of the critics liked it and it stars Leslie Mann and wrestler John, John Cena, Cena. Yeah. and their parents so it's a teen comedy but it's really half of it about the parents right. because the kids are graduating from high school three girls different sets of parents and they all know each other and their girls are going off to high school prom and they all vow to have sex for the first time oh my god the parents find out about it and they're called blockers <laughs> can 't say the whole word, but they 're blockers and so, and so they spend the night trying to keep their kids from having sex, and about every other line in the movie to me is really dry and funny and I, listen it 's not the greatest movie in the world i don 't think it 's i think forty year old virgin is like the epic of these kind yeah. of raunchy comedies there's there 's a handful of others, yeah. but I love forty year old virgin but this is getting there it 's in the ballpark it 's maybe you know just off the infield of it. But it, it, some of it just made me kind of giggle and laugh, and I, I like Leslie Mann a lot. We
2: like Leslie Mann, and you told me because you had watched it before I did, and you are like, oh my god, you have to watch Blockers on the next flight, and I am glad. So I just did. listen
1: to what Haley just said. I'm pulling <laughs> my wife aside at the airport, and I go, are you gonna watch Blockers?" <laughs> it's like it's like we're talking about
2: To Call a Mockingbird and Lawrence of Arabia, and nah, now I'm gonna watch Blockers. <laughs> I'm glad we did though. It is. Okay. It's funny. It's, so it's funny, and yes. it's really dirty. It's very dirty. And, and
1: really and raunchy. And, and there's a handful of scenes that are just really, really funny. It's, so, it yeah.
2: was very fun. There's no way you're getting into. Yes, these yeah. three girls that are filled with hopes and excitement about their big prom night, anticipating the great possibilities of what the night would hold. So it seems that Epic's possibility seems a perfect fit for uh, you're pairing wine, wine with pairing. blockers yes this and, and as i said um whenever we return from a trip our friend bill armstrong he and his wife own uh epic wines in paso always sends us his rundown of what he's watched on a plane and i think his flights are significantly longer than ours because yes. he, we'll watch three films on uh on a flight to the mainland he'll watch wherever he's going Six, yes eight. like 12 <laughs> yeah. a rundown, and then he'll
1: give us a nice review <laughs> yes, of, it. of each one okay. which Which is
2: always fun. So I wanted, like I said, we wanted to pair a few of our films with some of his wines. So Possibility is their dessert wine. It's produced, as we were just talking about dessert wines, produced uh, from Syrah and Grenache Blanc. Seems a perfect fit for any end of a meal. When
1: you say Um, Epic, how do you spell it? Not E-P-I-C.
2: E-P-O-C-H. E-P-O-C-H. Yes, is their winery. Okay. it's a fortified wine uh, made from slightly overripe fruit. Gives a juicy, punchy start, which I also think mm-hmm. kind of pairs well with these girls. I'm
1: punchy. Um,
2: and then has a lot of cherry and pomegranate notes with a little bit of wild rose. So kind of a nice little little pairing for these girls. I thought that'd yeah. be perfect.
1: Okay. okay, I watched all the money in the world I watched on the it airlines. Also. So yeah. that was an Oscar contender that really didn't become an Oscar contender. Right. Because at the time they had, they fired, they, Kevin, Kevin they Spacey, reshot yeah. all of Kevin Spacey's scenes. Right. And, and listen, it's a really well-made film. Mm-hmm. I think it's a B plus, not an A though. And I think it's a better looking film than it actually is a movie. But I, I, I think it's good. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really interesting, and it's so sad Well, it's Michelle
2: Williams and Christopher Plummer who replaced Kevin Spacey. And and they're fine. They're good in it. I I do wonder how the film would have been if Kevin Spacey had had been in it, though. Because I I personally, I like Christopher Plummer a lot. It just was a little dry. I thought from him and that I'm curious. And that's, you know, the character he's playing. But it doesn't kind of make you curious of how the film might have been. Yeah,
1: and it's a kidnapping movie. It's a kidnapping movie. And the mother, you know, from a wealthy family is trying to find the kidnapper. And of course, the father's not the grandfather, that's who's not, a billionaire. Right. Well, kind of reminds me of Secession on C, on TV yes, a little bit. Yes, we're watching bit. Succession right Succession, now. Succession. Yes, and uh, and how they're not going to do anything, and they're all dysfunctional. But she's always really good. And once again, what's the movie we like her in? Because she smiles and sings. Um, the Greatest Showman. The Greatest Showman. Yes. Yeah, but it's another one of her. I've got to cry a lot and get no. through this with my kid kind of thing. So that, that's my idea. I like. I liked. I liked it though when I watched it on a plane. Usually big movies like that look better in theaters right. than on a little small plain screen, but it's a, it's a pretty good film. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So for all the money in the world, like I said, I had seen it as well, thought that Epic's veracity would be a good
1: veracity.
2: pairing. So the meaning of veracity. Yeah, what's that mean? The quality of being true, mm-hmm. honest, and accurate. Yep. Which I think we kind of saw play out in this film. It's kind of the their nod to a classic kind of Chachanouf de Pop. So um, a G.S. G.S. Uh, Nash Syrah Mavet blend, um, your classic kind of Rhone red varieties. Rhone varieties mm-hmm. do really well in Paso. I think that's for Paso kind of a a, a, a a smorgasbord of of every you know of everything that so many different varieties can do so well within the the region because of the different kind of slopes and and exposure to the Pacific and, and so everything from Cabernet to Sauvignon Blanc to your own varieties all do really, really well in Paso. And so, um, thought that this would kind of be a really lovely pairing. It's hearty, it's rich, but it's not too overpowering. Mm. It's not overbearing. It's not too jammy. It's not too fruity. It kind of has that earthiness that I think a classic Chateauneuf or, or these beautiful Rhone wines really kind of have. But I like
1: that ha- you picked Bill and Liz's wine as veracity. Yeah. Because that's just perfect for that. Because yeah. that's, you know, somebody's got to come through and do the right thing in that movie, and that happens. Yeah. Okay, so a classic film that I might watch. Yes. Um... And it's not really a classic film, but if I, you know, I'm, I go back to all these old four-hour movies, Lawrence of Arabia, To Kill a Mockingbird, Dr. Schwago, but I'll take The Dark Knight with me anytime. Yeah. And if The Dark Knight is available, I'll watch the first hour because, I mean, once they get near the last 30 minutes of that film, doesn't hold up as much. Man, that's one of the, I think in that genre, that's the best of that genre ever made and that opening sequence. You know, where, where they, they they rob the bank and they right. go off in the bus and yeah. everybody's killing everybody else and that music score and I just I love everything about watching mm-hmm. Heath Ledger. That scene where he comes in and Maggie Gyllenhaal and he grabs her and that cocktail scene. He grabs those people and throws drinks around. And he's just God. It's, that is great filmmaking That's to me. So I I love that film. Anyway, what's the what's the one that you travel with?
2: So I I always like I said two films on my iPad yeah. always watch um, Midnight in Paris is one.
1: Midnight in Paris. And then with Dallas is uh, Owen Wilson. With Owen Wilson. The the highest grossing Woody Allen film of all time. It's
2: one of my favorites. I could watch it. In fact, I I I huh. think I watched it twice this past trip. I was gone for a while, but um, watched Be- it on the plane as well as on my iPad. Um,
1: and they spend time in Paris.
2: They that the whole. Yeah. The whole it that's the yeah. whole that's the whole film is midnight in Paris. You're shocked that I know that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, they're walking around oh, Versailles too. At one point, yes. Yeah. Just
2: here yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm helping you out. Um, and then the other is Pride and Prejudice, which you know I love. I could just you know fall in love with Mr. Darcy any moment. Um, so who's thought, on
1: Succession? Who
2: is on and, and completely Billy, opposite? And I was going to say is not Mr. Darcy. He's so on this far TV from Darcy show. on that. It's um, Keira Knightley though. Isn't it's it? Keira Knightley. It's it's like it's um, Carrie Mulligan. It's yes. it, it's uh, Donald Sutherland. Um, um, Rosamund Pike. It's it's a really great cast of of kind of these girls that weren't really as discovered. Yeah, Jenna Jenna um,
1: oh, I Jenna Elfman. No, no, not Elfman. Uh, but uh, I know who you're talking about. Um,
2: but, but then they, you know, who have all kind of grown up, and and all of them have really great careers, and so that's exciting to see. But I just, I just love it. It's just, yeah, I can, I can take a period. Give me some historical romance. That's a director of
1: atonement. I know. And I I love his films.
2: So thought would be fun to pair our last of of Bill and Liz's wines with a um, kind of sister film name, because along with Pride and Prejudice, we okay. also think of Sense and Sensibility, and they have an epic sensibility. We do love Sense and Sensibility as well. Oh my with God, Emma the, Thompson incredible. won the Oscar for
1: writing that screenplay based on the Jane Austen novel.
2: Emma Thompson. Oh my gosh. And Kate Winslet. Every
1: guy in the world and, needs to see Sense and Sensibility. Yes,
2: and Alan Rickman.
1: Alan Rickman and the great Hugh Grant. Yes. Such who, a great Who's film. all kind of flustered. He's very,
2: and well, and he's very fluffed. Over <laughs> He's very fluffed. That's the movie where
1: Emma Thompson cries because she's so happy. Yes. That and rarely just, happens you know, in movies. You know,
2: Jane Austen just writes such beautiful words about romance. and.
1: But the wine that you're yes, so referring to as sensibility. Yes,
2: is epic sensibility. It's 100% Grenache. It's fermented in concrete. And aged in concrete and neutral barrels. So there's a real lovely freshness and purity and just great fruit that Yoda agrees as he's shaking his little tail is the perfect wine. So thought that would be fun. I like
1: that idea. Yes. So, so one more film real yes. quick. I watched Game Night. We both did. So Game Night's better made than these films ever are. This is actually a pretty well-made film. And I liked it a lot, actually. Um, and, and it's Jason Bateman. And you know it's a bunch of people that have game nights at their home. I'm not I'm not a game night person. You don't come over to our house and then I make you play charades all night. Uh, but some people do, and so I, I I admire gamers.
2: You know who does? Chablis and John Lindquist. They love Shabli. Will play a game. You have a cousin, named I Chablis. do. and we've talked about Sean before. Um, yeah, she'll play shop. a game. She'll play a game yeah. anytime you give her one. So which they I love. so they have an
1: elaborate game night, and then uh, and then the brother comes back, and then they set up. Uh, it reminds me of the m- movie. I think it's called The Game. With Michael Douglas. Yes,
2: that was a very different. movie. That's a very That's, dark, different yes, movie. Very dark. This is
1: kind of a, another raunchy comedy. It's yeah. not Blockers. No, <laughs> it's, it's called Game Night, and I actually think it's a pretty good film.
2: It's so fun. Yeah, it's we really both, fun. I thought it was because they're was
1: all nerds yeah. and they're geeked out, and the neighbor who's a cop is <laughs> is really disturbingly funny. It's a great character. Okay, Game Night.
2: It's a great character. So yeah. yes, uh,
1: watched it on a plane mm-hmm. and got another eighty three percent, and we were very on, on yes, we were
2: very happy to to say I'm glad. Rachel we, McAdams is. Uh, I'm glad we saw Jason Bateman, Rachel McAdams. Really, really very fun. So, we're going to steer away now from Epic and we're going to move on to what I think is the perfect pairing for game night because it's all about friendship. So, seems. Ideal to pair game night with the wines of Amici Cellars. So, Amici, yeah. Amici in Italian means friends, as I had mentioned. And so the winery was started over 25 years ago by friends Bob Shepard and native Texan John Harris. Uh, they basically kind of began by purchasing fruit from throughout Napa Valley and Sonoma through handshake deals. They both kind of had different careers, wanted to get into into the wine industry and and really started sourcing fruit to produce what I think are, are just some of the, the most approachable yet beautiful, beautiful wines. There. Some of their their vineyards that they work with are from our buddy, our our Beckstoffer friends, right. um, they use they have fruit from both the Missouri Hopper Vineyard as well as Tokalon. They um, have Heinz Vineyard and Sonoma. They have um, they work with Rutherford fruit. They work with with uh, some of the some of the most reliable Napa Valley Cabernet wines. Yeah. I think you can find really good stuff, and I'm so excited good. because we are going to. Um, work with them. John is actually going to join us in Dallas on August 19th for our Dallas Uncorked Harvest Dinner. We are partnering again with our very dear friend, Abraham Saloom, to have the dinner at his place at Saloom, starting at 630. Abraham sent me the menu yesterday. It is just gorgeous. Once again, I, I'm, I always know everything that, that Abraham will do is going to just be, is he's going to knock it out of the ballpark because his pairings are so Completely spot on, imaginative, seasonal, interesting. And, and I think to pair with some of these wines that we are pouring, we're going to be pouring the uh, Tocolon uh, Cabernet. Wow. We've got their Reserve uh, Napa Valley Cabernet. Wow. Um, really, really gorgeous Sonoma uh, Chardonnay. some Some really lovely, lovely pairings that I think are going to are going to please all of our our mm-hmm. guests and and then like and we'll I said, raise some money too d- do a good job we're going to Benefit two different things, mainly the stew pot of Dallas, which we always do for this um, for our harvest dinner, as well as we're going to give so many back to some of our Hawaii friends that yeah. that, you know, we are still having a, a volcanic eruption here in Hawaii. And there are so many different organizations here that are trying to help out some of our, our local neighbors that have been affected. So excited to be able to give back. Um, to our island a little bit that way. But if you go to our website, it's dallasoncork.org. Uh, tickets are available now. They're $120 each, and we would love to see you guys there.
1: Big wines, big dinner. We'll be there, and we want to see your face. Yeah, We want right. to see your face. It's,
2: it's quick, but we would love to see you guys.
1: Okay, let's do this. You yes. know what? So. Way to go, Yoda. We're having a massive <laughs> yes. windstorm. Yes. Yoda's been really, really good. Next time on Cogel Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing, more new films arriving in local theaters with wines to match And, of course, stories to tell.
2: So, for more on the films or wines we talked about today, please check out our blog on cogillconsulting.com or through Facebook. Be sure to follow Gary as well on Twitter at Gary Cogill. And to see what we're drinking now, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Dallas Uncourt.
1: You can't follow Yoda, but we do. And with that, (laughs) I'm Gary Cogill. And as usual, I'm looking for the next great film.
2: I'm Haley Hamilton Cogill, always in search of a great glass of wine.
1: Join us next time on Cogill Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing.